And we're on. Welcome to the first episode of Underground Antics. I'm your host, Shane Parkray. And uh, you know what? Today, I think we're just going to get right into it. You know, that, uh, that, that first opening tune, man. That was awesome. I, uh, I want to talk about music for a sec. I've been thinking a lot about why it is that sometimes we end up just listening to the same song on repeat, you know, or the same artist maybe, or the same album. And we're really just going for it, you know, or that's at least my experience of it. Um, you know, it could even be for like a few months at a time, just once after another, after another, just, and just afterwards. And it's super weird. And then, you know, there's this other idea of like an earworm where all of a sudden a song will get stuck in your head. That's crazy, right? Just all, you can't do anything about it. Just all of a sudden, sometimes, you know, I've had songs stuck in my head for like six months. What are you supposed to do about that? Drives everyone around you crazy. I can tell you that much. But um, yeah, what I think is really cool about music is that it really has the ability to, you know, change your brain, so to speak. I mean, you can listen to music and it'll affect the way you feel. Like it can give you more energy, you know, if you're at the gym and you put on a really cool song that is pumping and, you know, gives you some extra energy for those extra few reps or just to go a little bit longer. And that's super weird considering it's just some noise in your ears, you know, or, you know, sometimes music can make you happy or you can hear a song that makes you sad because it reminds you of something. Um, Never mind why we have different preferences in music. That's a whole different story. But yeah, it's super cool. And, you know, what I've been thinking about is that when we listen to something on repeat now, whether that's music or, you know, we keep looking at a quote or like we read a book again and again, I think what we're trying to do is we're trying to find like a piece of information that we need from that piece of art and you know for whatever reason it doesn't sink in fully the first time and so we got to you know go through it again and again to really build up the power of whatever it is that we're trying to understand you know maybe about ourselves or about something in our our lives or our situation whatever it is we're trying to understand it and you know we use different forms of art and literature to express our feelings about shit and you know it, it, it really helps us along um it, it's really you know no one doesn't like music i mean i've never met anyone who doesn't like music i've met some people who have like some weird music tastes and there's certainly some unique bands out there that uh you know have a i don't know a particular fan group but um you know for the most part everyone loves music uh, they might hate some music, but there's some music that they just love. And there's something about it when you just put it on, particularly if you're not doing anything but listening to music, you know. Uh, you can sit back and or lie down, you know, just relax, just listen to that song, just keep it going, um, clear your head, you can focus on it. And it really, yeah, it, it, it changes changes your mind, it changes your being, changes who you are. And it's just... Uh, it's really crazy. But I mean, I guess what that's about really is like, you know, it, it shows the power of like information and ideas. 
such that, um, you know, over the course of history, like it's obvious we've seen that one sentence or, or one idea can change the course of human history. Um, I mean, you can even just think about it in your own lives. Think about, you know, one time someone said like one thing to you and it might've even been like a kind of throwaway comment, but whatever they said stuck with you um, for whatever reason, you know, it resonated with something that you're going through or something that you're trying to process. And it just goes to show like how, you know, our communication is so important because we really influence each other all the time. Um, and so it matters what choices you make because other people are affected by it. And then that's all to do with like information. Um, or like the other thing I was thinking about is like, think about how much information goes into the construction of an apartment building. You know, they're doing some like renovations near here. And um, I was watching them the other day and I was looking at, you know, all the people and it kind of looked like a little beehive construction. And I was thinking about that and how like, you know, no individual bee knows exactly how to build a whole hive. Um, but nor does any individual person know exactly everything about what's needed to build a building, you know, and people in the different areas, they're specializing in whatever it is that they're doing. It doesn't matter, but they know a lot about that particular thing. Uh, particularly today with the kind of access to information that everyone has, um, people can really find out so much. I mean, think about like all the physics involved in construction, like who knows that? Obviously the construction people know that, but uh, then there's like the architecture bit of it. Then there's the foundation bit of it. Then there's the, you know, property uh, law that's associated with it. People have to sort that out. You can't just build stuff wherever you want. You know, you got to get permits and shit like that or whatever. But really there's so much information. And what's really cool is it's like this collective of people that each contain little bits of information that together, you know, come forwards and produce this building. Um, and it turns out amazing or it doesn't because they suck and they don't know what they're doing. And then the building just falls apart and, you know, well, what can you do about that shit? But for the most part, it's like we just hold an insane amount of information in our minds and in our ideas. And uh, it's crazy to just to think about that, you know. Never mind the irony of thinking about thinking, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll leave that for another time. Um, but yeah, you know, and it's, it's even weird if you think about just like a normal conversation between two people, like, what are you trying to do when you converse? You're basically trying to get the other person to understand some thought slash feeling that you have, uh, in a form of articulated language which is for some reason particularly difficult to do with complicated emotions and situations. And I think that's where the literature and the art comes in because we can make like metaphorical comparisons and we can really deal with like the essence of the issue without being able to describe it fully. Um, and that's maybe why like, you know, art is such a popular thing. Like everyone has their own taste or whatever, but it, it speaks to you. There's something about whatever art you have up in your room or in your house or wherever it is that there's something there. I mean, think about how much money 
or think about like the most famous pieces of art in the world are they essentially are priceless which is a very strange idea because it's a picture i mean it's not just a picture obviously because there's so much information contained within it and you can look at it from so many different perspectives and you can analyze it far beyond even what the artist or the author intended for it. And that's the nature of stories is that there's just layers and layers and layers and you can just keep going, just keep understanding stuff from like different perspectives. And if you approach it from another angle, then you get something else about it. And so, um, man, I lost my train of thought on that one. Sorry. Honestly, I had something to say, but now I can't remember. So, um, dude, imagine if ostriches could fly. Like, that would be insane and terrifying. Ostriches are huge. Huge. Imagine if those fucks could fly. It would, I mean, what are you supposed to do? If that, if that was real, like, we'd have to change the whole way we lived our existence. Because there'd be ostriches, like, in the street. There'd be ostriches attacking people. You know, those things can kick through your chest. I mean, do some serious damage. Um, <laughs> never mind that when they get scared, they like put their head in the sand or whatever. I mean, maybe that's just like an urban myth. I don't know. But it's quite funny to think about, you know, these creatures that can run at like, I don't know, 50 or 60 kilometers an hour. Then they just all, and they have these beaks and these feet with power in them. And then they get a bit scared and they just put their head in the sand and pretend like the danger's not there or, you know, they don't want to look at it. Um, actually, we kind of do that as well. You know, when we have a problem that we don't really want to deal with, we kind of just push that out of thought to pretend like it doesn't exist for a while. Unfortunately, that tends to come back and bite us in the ass because the problem doesn't go away. In fact, it just gets worse. But nevertheless, it's easier to do that than to, you know, deal with problems and, and different things like that. And, uh, oh, that's the other thing that I wanted to, you know, talk about was that when we're like trying to better ourselves or we're trying to like change behaviors or we're trying to fix something that we're doing that we know is bad, but we keep doing it anyway for some reason um, or not doing it like exercise, you know, like, you know how good it is for you. Like the, from a rational perspective, it's, you can't argue that anything else um, it's so good for you. And, and the benefits are so important and without it, it's, you know, it's you, you're so much worse off. And yet, Day after day, it's pretty easy to just be like, nah, I don't feel like it today. I'll do it tomorrow or whatever. And that's like serious conflicting views, you know, like internal conflict. And, you know, how people have sort of characterized the situation is that inside of you, there's like competing desires and goals. Um, and each one of them is like its own little entity. And so... It builds its own strength or, um, you know, repeated behavioral patterns reinforce themselves because this little entity kind of like grows in strength and can start competing with everything else for your attention because, you know, that's ultimately what it's about. It's like you're getting all these messages about different systems in your body that 
um, need attending to, uh, all sorts of things, you know, from a biological perspective, you know, you can have like hunger and tiredness and things like that. Um, from a psychological perspective, you know, you could be, um, in a particular mood or you could be sad or you could be happy or all of these things affect your decision-making process and like, you know, the environmental and sociocultural situations that you find yourself in. Um, those also have an impact on, on how you choose to hierarchically decide which things you need to attend to first. Um, and sometimes we get it wrong. You know, a lot of the times we get it wrong and, um, sometimes, you know, we berate ourselves for that, but we probably shouldn't. It's probably just learning. And every time you make a mistake, it's not really, it's not a step backwards, you know, it's just a less of a step forwards than you were hoping for, but you still learned something from it. Like it didn't take away from everything else that you had built up until that point or, you know, whatever it is. And so it's, yeah. And, and so the other part of that is like, if you're trying to get rid of a behavior that part of you has like developed inside your brain and your body and um to get rid of it is sort of you sort of have to like kill that part of yourself you know or maybe kills the wrong word but you have to like deactivate it um and it doesn't want to go you know it's strong because you've been doing that for like a long ass time um and so it's really hard to uh change behaviors when you know you have this new behavior coming in that's just starting to build up strength because you've repeated it a few times, uh, competing with this like monstrous behavior that you've been doing for like a, a number of years that has just built up the strength. And so you have to use all sorts of like cognitive and psychological resources at your disposal to um, choose this new thing over the old thing, even though, it, you know, it's very difficult to do. And that's something that's really weird. And, you know, we don't think about it a lot, but it's something that everyone goes through and, um, you know, no one's perfect and we all have weird ideas about stuff and, um, you know, we, we all develop differently and different genetics and different patterns, I mean, different environmental factors and all of that contributed to, you know, how you think about things and what experiences you had, like, particularly as a kid, like that changes how you see the world, you know, sometimes you have a a childhood where you learn to distrust the world for whatever reason because of a series or even just a single event or on the opposite side perhaps you learn to trust the world because you had a good childhood and you know you were nurtured with uh, loving parents and you didn't suffer any major traumas or anything like that and um, that's a blessing to have that kind of thing uh, but regardless however you whatever experiences you did have construct the way you see the world now. And so if you want to change the way that you see the world, that's difficult to do because that shit was established in childhood, you know? Um, and so you, you really got to put up a fight against yourself, which is nuts, but that's how it is, you know? And, and when you're doing that, like what they say is like, you got to be, you have got to have compassion for yourself. Um, and you got to be loving towards yourself and empathetic uh, but at the same time, you know, with some degree of um, discipline and, you know, they say you should treat yourself like a loved one or like someone who you're responsible for taking care of or, or um, 
yeah, you treat yourself like your best friend, you know, like that's a weird exercise to do is to think about how, what advice you would give someone in your situation if you were giving advice and not receiving advice, because we tend to not take our own advice very seriously for whatever reason. So, um, it's a strange exercise, but it's one that you, it's worth doing because it's weird. And then you're like, oh yeah, why don't I do that? And then it's, I mean, it spirals out from there, but whatever, dude, um, it happens. So yeah, welcome to the podcast. Um, I've been wanting to do this for a number of years and I'm super excited to get started. Uh, it's really something that's been a dream of mine. Um, and I, and I plan to, you know, take it all the way. I'm going to be interviewing a bunch of people, um, from experts in all different areas. We're going to talk about like all cool shit, um, with a lighthearted tone, you know, so it's not super serious, but, uh, still provide some good entertainment and, you know, maybe we can learn a few things. And the other reason that I wanted to start it was to, you know, be able to like work through ideas that, you know, we're having and that I discuss with people, but in a way that's more open to the public, because I believe that, you know, public discussion is super important and everyone benefits from it. You know, it's like having a, a another conversation with people. Um, and so that's how this is designed to be. It's a conversation between me and all of you. And, um, you know, I'm super grateful to have this opportunity to do that. And, uh, there's a lot of good things to come. You know, we have a lot lined up. Um, I got a big shout out to my boy, Jason Shapiro for helping produce this thing. Um, he's been a really amazing on all of it. So big thanks to him and to everyone else who's supported me in, in being able to establish and create this thing. It's, it's been really great. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be an interesting ride. You know, I want to be doing at least one a week, um, the solo cast, and then mix that in with, um, like the interviews and whatever. Uh, yeah, I have two different drinks. So what? Um, this is the other one's water. Doesn't matter. Um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought again, actually. Um, there was one other thing that I want to do, talk about like on this, on this first episode. Um, I, I know I have notes, I apologize, whatever. Um, so yeah, so this other thing is this idea of, that I've been thinking a lot about, you know, like mental illness is a big topic these days in conversation. And you know, they talk a lot about stigma and, and how that's influencing things and our, how our words are particularly powerful as we, you know, sort of spoke about a few minutes ago. Um, and so I've been thinking about the idea of like a mental illness and I think it's the wrong way of characterizing it. I think that it should rather be characterized as like a psychological injury, you know, because if you injure your arm, doesn't matter how, there's an understanding that everyone has that, you know, the, your body's going to recover. It's going to take a while, but it's going to do it. And there's going to be a lot of pain involved along the way. It's not going to be easy. And you got to do PT to strengthen up all the muscles that have atrophied and, um, 
you know, maybe you even have some like neurological damage or something like that. And you got to deal with that forever. You know, that's sort of like a, a permanent new addition to yourself or, or, or a lack thereof. And so if we look at certain psychological conditions, you know, I'm thinking particularly about like, um, depression and anxiety and, uh, these sort of very common, um, experiences that people have. And, you know, when someone has a, like a depressive episode, um, it's sort of like their mind has been injured in a way, you know, and it's like, they, it's going to take time to recover from it. And maybe they'll, they won't be the same afterwards. And maybe there'll be some, you know, new parts that they learned about themselves or, or whatever it is, but it takes time and a lot of energy invested like internally to like make the relevant repairs and, and upgrades and things like that, whatever's happening inside you, you know, to fix that. And you obviously need support systems outside to really facilitate that. Um, if you, if you want to do it effectively and, um, speedily, you know, you can combine them together, you know, people go to therapy and they exercise and, um, you have to eat well and, that's the other weird thing, how important like nutrition is for mental health. Um, if you don't give your body the right supplies to make all of the stuff that it needs to make to be healthy, how are you expecting to be healthy? Like that doesn't, it makes any sense. You got to give yourself the nutrients needed to make the proteins and the hormones and whatever the neurochemistry is. I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know what they are. It's like, too stupid to know that kind of shit, but man, you got to give yourself the chance to like even start building those things. And so it's super important. And, and so is exercise. And, um, you know, a lot of studies have found oddly enough that exercise, regular exercise is as at least as effective as pharmacological interventions for treating depression and anxiety, um, which is, you know, super cool. Um, it's a super good thing to know. It's super important. Uh, that's not to say that people shouldn't, you know, take psychological, I mean, psychopharmacological, psychopharmacological interventions, um, when needed, you know, I'm, I'm definitely all for that, but it's just interesting that while you're doing that, you can also, you know, like double the, the therapeutic benefits by exercising and, Maybe you could, you know, add therapy onto that to like triple it and you're like attacking it from, from all angles and you're doing your PT on your mind. And, um, you know, while in a, in a later episode, like we'll get into, you know, that there's no real like mind body distinction, um, there's still processes involved that are you and that you got to deal with and that are painful, you know, physically and, or, um, psychologically, you know, psychosomatically, I guess would be the right way of, of phrasing it. And that's, yeah, it's a really weird thing. And like, particularly now, you know, the world's kind of a bit crazy at the moment. And, you know, we need to be supporting each other like more than ever. Um, and some, and looking after ourselves, you know, like, the, the, you know, what the expression that comes to mind is like, this too shall pass. You know, that expression that everything is like transient and that you should, 
the, the good and the bad things in the world um, are all naturally part of the cycle of life. You know, it's the sort of the yin yang thing. And um, you got to enjoy the good parts while they're there. And you got to team up with your crew to, you know, power through the bad parts. Um, and they're, you know, often tragic and, and that's terrible. And, um, you know, we have to contend with death and things like that. And that's a whole nother thing as well. But, you know, we're resilient motherfuckers. Um, we've survived as a species for like a long time. Now, maybe, you know, some evolutionary biologists will be like, yeah, but it's not really a long time if you look at the history of things. And like, maybe there's, that's true. But also, like, if you look at the evolutionary history, it's like it's been cumulatively leading up to at least humans and other stuff, but also humans. So it's the final, well, not the final, but it's the currently latest product of like, I don't know, a few billion years of evolution. Um, and to think that that shit came from like a single cell organism, regardless of where that thing came from, is is mind-blowing. You know, if you think about like how a baby is formed from a single cell, like the entire information about how to build this baby is contained within like a, a, a double, I guess, a double strand of DNA. Uh, everything's contained in that. How to make all the different cells and where to put them and how to make this machine that we have that we, you know, call a self and that's all contained. And so from one cell, you get two cells and then four and then that grows exponentially. And then, you know, every, you, wouldn't, you know what happens. Um, and then you get a baby and then that shit came from, from fucking one cell, which is the, so ridiculous. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what to think about that. Cause that's so insane that, that that's how it is. I mean, when you look at that stuff and you look at it in that detail, it, it's really magical, like how weird the world is in that sense. I mean, man. You know, if someone, if no one had ever told me how, you know, uh, reproduction works, and then the first theory that I heard was like, oh, it all starts off with one cell, I'd be like, yeah, fuck you. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to start off with one cell that contains all the information of everything else. And that information is shared with like almost all living creatures around. Like most of that information is the same. You know, we share the same, we share, we share like, I don't know, like it's like like ninety percent of DNA with like bananas or some crazy shit like that. I mean, what? What does that even mean? How does that how does that make any sense? And I mean, I know there's some super smart people who really understand this, and those are the people that I want to talk to because that's the kind of information that I feel like we need because it'll help us understand who we are and it'll help us understand what we're supposed to be doing and. Just, you know, just keep going and, and add to the accumulation of human knowledge that's currently available. I mean, you know, the internet has been huge in facilitating that, obviously, but like, I don't even know if you could compute the amount of information that's, that exists in the universe. Um, I mean, I guess it's technically computable because it would be a finite number, but it's pretty hard to imagine what that would be. Uh, considering, you know, we can barely imagine 
more than like nine or 10 things at the same time. I mean, we can, that was not the right way of saying that, but it was a memory thing, but it doesn't matter. The point is, is that information is power. And so we ought to be, you know, learning as much as we can. And it's not like formal studying or whatever. I mean, if that's what you're into, then that's awesome. You know, keep going, keep doing that. Like, that's great. But for the rest of the people, for the rest of us, it's like, how do you learn stuff? You have conversations and you, you learn from other people's experiences on top of your experience uh, of things. And that way you can hopefully like avoid making mistakes before you've made them from learning from other people because you watch them and, and that's how you learned. And so, you know, when you take experts in different fields, I mean, yeah, there might be differing opinions and there's different arguments and there's no like not always a consensus on what's the the best or the latest view, but it doesn't matter because there's there's like fundamental bits of knowledge and truth and wisdom that can be found in all of these things. And even in people who have like extraordinary stories, like there's something that's capturing about that and it's captivating and it's, you know, these are the kind of people that I, I've been dying to talk to and just spend time, spend an hour talking about them and their lives and their expertise and just getting to know people on a more, you know, long form conversation type format as opposed to, you know, like a quick seven or eight minutes that you get online. It's like, no. And I know this is not the first anyone's doing it, obviously, like the, the whole podcast realm is basically this. And it's it's really awesome. And it's a it's a platform for people to really convey their ideas and their thoughts in a fully articulated and a full formed fashion because you can go into things for a couple hours and there's no time limit and no one's going to, you know, tell you, you can't say this or that or whatever. I mean, it's just like, it's a free world here. And yeah, man. So life's great because of that. And, uh, I'm really excited for it. I, uh, I hope to be able to provide, you know, meaningful content and uh, something worth listening to or worth watching if you're on YouTube or or whatever. And um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, what I, the last thing that I'll say is like, um, you know, I plan to, as long as I can, like run an ad-free podcast because I hate when ads interrupt you and whatever. Um, and so I, I don't plan on, on putting up ads and all my content will always be free, um, and it will always be free and available online. And, uh, the only thing that I ask is for those who can support the podcast, um, and who are interested in, you know, building this platform and, uh, enabling me to expand and grow and that we can all benefit from it to, uh, you know, sign up for like my Patreon page and, you can find the link in the description and, and things like that, but, um, no pressure just, uh, throwing that out there. Um, but, but yeah, other than that, thanks for listening in, uh, to this first episode. Um, there's a lot more to come and I'm super excited about it and, uh, yeah, look forward to, to the next one and, uh, talk to you soon. Take care.